passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I'm Mike Chipos, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Ankle Pick Pod. Ankle Pickers, welcome back to another episode of the Ankle Pick Pod. We don't know whether this is the first episode or not of 2022 because we're recording it, full disclosure, in 2021. So how about that for some time travel? (laughs) We are setting some spreads for... The first UFC event of 2022. Giga. Calvin Cater, Giga Chikadze at the Apex, January 15th. Like I said, it's still December. We don't know exactly who the main card is just yet. It's not finalized per our knowledge. So we have five fights here that we're excited for. And we're going to roll with those five. I think that at least four of them are going to be on main card. So not quite a total cop out, but here we are. Reese. Coming off the most recent set to spread victory. Actually, let me rephrase that. Danny won the most recent set to spread. Reese had the tie break, Derek Lewis, Chris Dawkins line. Boo. To win the tie break of the entire set to spread. Season. Honestly, it cost me a Malort, Dan. So I don't know why I'm. Yeah, I where would, the hell is that Malort, by the way? I don't I think that's been paid up yet. I, I've been, I think you need to have like, a glass of Malort. Oh, God. This episode, no. in, the, in the reward show episode, in nope. every episode until we nope. fucking pay up. Yeah, no. full disclosure, we could time travel and you could have already paid this by the time this aired. So, who Perfect. <laughs> I will be paying it. Do you know what I'll pay it? I'll pay it for the Futures episode. Futures episode. Because that'll get my mind, like, hustling and bu- Like, I'll be, feeling, I'll be feeling something. Everybody likes to feel something. So, with that, without further ado... We're already dragging our feet here to get this thing settled. Let's get. Let's I'm jealous. I want to be on Dan's level of drunkness. Sorry to interrupt you, Kobe, but he's feeling himself. I mean, this is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy's not that drunk. City won this afternoon against Brentford, and that was a joke. This is more of a joke. Oh, boy. Now All we're right, getting by Donovan. We the first fight that we will break down on this fight night card, Cater- Calvin Cater- Giga Chikadze. We have a flyweight bout, Brendan Royval and Rogerio Bontorin. Reese, coming off the season-long victory, you will kick things off in 2022. Go for it. Alrighty. Brandon Royval versus Bontorin. Oh my. What a like random fucking motherfucking fight. Okay, I mean, this is happening at the flyweight division, which is always 
in my opinion, I think the toughest to make lines for because it's seemingly like they all just beat each other. Like they all just equally beat each other. Um, he just came off a victory against Matt Schnell, which I believe, Dan, we had that maybe as our ankle lock or something like that. We All our ankle locks hit. So, um, mm. And Brandon Royvel, I remember thinking before he fought Moreno the first time and hurt himself, I th- I thought he was that that wasn't for the title, but I thought that he was going to get the title shot if he won, which is similarly how he's going to go. Um, you know, I'm going to go Brandon Royvel as the favorite. I'm going to go pretty big too, 165. Interesting. I was pretty confident as you seem to be that Royvel is the favorite. Um, Bontarine, as skilled as he is, is now what, uh, one and three in his last three, or one and two in his last three with those losses being Kai Kara France and Ray Borg. He's not drunk, Kobe. Then the uh, Brandon Moreno and um, what was it? I mean, the the high quality losses that Brandon Royvel has, Pantoja and Moreno. I I do think that you're right that he's a favorite. I think Royvel is going to be a, a even bigger favorite. In all honesty, I think that one thing that we both agreed upon even before the Moreno fight was that he was incredibly skilled on the mat. And Moreno kind of exposed him for being pretty regular, but that's Brandon Moreno that we're talking about, who I have a definitely newfound respect for in terms of how great he is in the grappling after that sub over, um, who was it, the champ? Oh, Figueredo. Uh, Figgy. I've got Ravel. I'm going to go over you. I'm going 190. Thanks for not prices writing me this early into the year. If we're prices writing on the January one episode, we have issues. <laughs> uh, Reese is going to take the first point and damn close to it. Minus 160 Roy Val. Yeah. Let's go. I always throw fives in there to make Danny like pick his poison, but let's go, dude. I'm feeling good coming out the gate hot. Let's get this it. one opened December 8th. Minus 110 both ways. Interesting. Yeah, that's a bad opening line. I won't cap. So if we weren't uh, time traveling here and waited for this one to continue to steam up, DK might have taken that point, but here we are. No, I was all the way on for Roy Val. Yeah, I know. Continue to steam up, then you would have. Oh, oh, I thought that it was if we had done it earlier, you said. Bartender, can we close this tab, please? (laughs) All right, next fight on the hopefully main (laughs) events. (laughs) <laughs> okay, it's all coming back to Danny now. Hopefully, main card of Kater Chikadze. We have a middleweight bout, Joaquin Buckley and Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. So, Dan, lead things off. Both these guys we've said in the past are uniquely one-dimensional. A lot of knockout power here. Not a ton of cardio grappling i mean you name it what what do we want to add in here i do think that on paper abdul razak has more tools than joaquin buckley i know that joaquin has had that more what is it notorious knockouts in the last two years but that's only in the last two years i mean abdul razak has been the notorious knockout guy for five six seven 
I'm going to have our Fortis MMA go-to fade as a favorite here, just slightly at, at minus 135. It, it, you have uh, uh, Al Hassan minus 135? Yes, I do. Okay, I'm, I'm going the opposite, direct opposite. I'm going to go 135 on the other side for Buckley, mainly just because what Dan touched on. I, th- I think this fight is, is about as even as they come. Um, Al Hassan struggled when you wouldn't really expect him to struggle. And the MMA math would tell you it's all Hassan because of the Dick Carrico fight. One got finished, the other finished. It, it, this one, I imagine, is going to hit the under almost instantly unless they just really respect each other. Um, But yeah, I, I just think Buckley, when you look at... I could see it being similar to the last fight where it opens at 110 and, and the early betters have picked their side and I believe their side will be Buckley. So I'll go 135 or what Danny, you said 135, right? Yeah, I did. I'll go 135, but the exact opposite side for Buckley. Second point for Reese. Buckley is favored minus 140. Wow, let's go. That surprised me a little bit. It's not a pause in place. Dude, you can't trust Al Hassan. That and that's why I I really just you got to sober I up str- before I you struggle trusting either side of here, but one forty is bigger than I thought for sure. Yeah, I, I thought it'd be close to one ten, but I thought it would lean me. So doing one thirty five, if there's any minus, I I got it. Math. All right, next fight that again we don't know whether it will be main card or not. I would assume this one is women's flyweight bout Jennifer Maya Maya and Caitlin Chikagian. Reese. Yeah, that's main card. I'm up. Yep. And I hope, I wish Dan was up on this one because I don't know where he sits mentally on this one, like who he thinks is going to be the favorite, but I have a pretty good idea who I think is going to be the favorite. So it's interesting. Um, Look, stylistically, this is a weird fight. Caitlin Jukakian is a super long, rangy kickboxer who has dabbled with the idea of retirement quite a few times. On the other side, you got Maya, who I think... If you ask Valentina in her recent title defenses, Maya was her toughest challenger for sure. Um, Maya had her moments on the mat. At one point, this is a true story. At one point in the second round or third round, Jennifer Maya was a live favorite to beat Valentina. Obviously, that's an absurd moment in history there. I'm going to go Jennifer Maya as the favorite. It's going to be slight. It is four over three. I think you Kakian still is in that title mix. So I'm going to go Jennifer Maya and I'm going to do it like one forty. I've got almost the exact opposite take. I agree with you that Jennifer Maya is probably the more skilled fighter here. And if we're talking about stylistically, you said rangy kickboxer versus a grappler. Give me the grappler 10 out of 10 times. We're talking about the casuals and the, and the everyone betting in the betting line affecting it over a month in advance, Chaitlin, Caitlin Chukagian is the name value. Caitlin Chukagian is going to be the favorite. Give me her. I, I, honestly, your line minus one. Would you have 135, 140? 140. I'll take 140. Chuk. I have 140. Oh, 140 Chuk. Okay. Cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Uh, point Dan. Pause. Chuk, 170. Reese, I'll be on your side, 100%. I, I I like the I like the penny side there. Yeah, what the fuck? Chuk's the name value. Chuk is the 
People like your boxing. People like yeah, but one seventy is a big line there. That's a big line there. She opened minus one forty five, and it's gone up. Not only that, but Dan, if that if this hits the mat, I almost am functionally enough willing to say it's over. I I don't hate that because from top control, Maya has the edge, and the submission grappling, she has the edge, like a big edge. It's not like a small edge. Interesting. Okay, I I know it's really early. It is only three rounds, though. True. This is really early, and there has been zero taping done. But so far, I would say Maya is my initial hunch. Uh, next up, Michelle Pajera and Muslin Salikov welterweight bout. Danny, let's go. I, I want to go second on this motherfucker. This one I'm really struggling with, and I have been really struggling with since I saw it got announced. I'm a big Muslim Salikov fan, and I think that listeners of this show can pull back the tape. I think I've been on him the past two or three fights. He's so much fun to watch. I think he's as technically sound as anyone. But Michelle Pereira is just as technically sound as anyone. Like I, like I just said that. But where it comes down to is I think that Muslim is a more compact delivery vessel in terms of that game plan then michelle i think I, there's a lot more question marks when it comes to what michelle is going to do even though he's going to be a little bit bigger i like muslim a lot i like muslim to stay out of the uh, out of harm's way i like him to land to just land his combos and stay out of those big powerful i mean acrobatic at some point shots of michelle I think that Muslim is going to be a slight favorite here because I think the Sharps are going to be with me. I've got him at minus 125. Oh, my God. This is, again, Dan, this is crazy. Dan, I'm literally the exact, like, the exact opposite. I have 125 um, in favor of Pereira, and and there's there's one main reason. There's two reasons for it. One, One is... When you look at a guy like Pereira, who obviously I know the Tristan Connolly loss is really hard to get over, but his his growth as you watch him start to take the sport a little bit, like you you watch the Dan, the Danny Roberts fight, and it, that throws him into the trajectory. One of the best performances when you really think about it. Then you watch him get too caught up in all this shit, and then he slowly starts to reinvent himself, beating Cass Williams and Nico Price most recently. And yeah, he's still doing goofy shit, but. Here's the thing. When I look at, if I just think about this from a pure technical, physical striking bout without the antics, you have a 28-year-old freak athlete versus a 37-year-old master of sport in Taekwondo and Kung Fu and, and Kung Fu and a lot of, and a couple other sports. But 37, best win in the UFC is over Zaleski, probably. Elise Zaleski. The Zaleski fight is very emulative of what Muslims or of uh, what Pereira is going to throw at him. Significantly, significant. Like Pereira is something that if you isolate his antics, he is a freak talent, man. He is a freak talent. Um, I, I, I like. Pereira here is the favorite and I had it at 125 and the, it really came down to the fact that if this was minus 110 each way my bet is on Pereira 
hundred percent. I don't know how you're comfortable there. I don't know. 10 years age different, significantly more athletic. And I actually think he's the better striker, even though I know that's that Muslims base especially Kung Fu. And, and you said size just not be the better striker on that day. Like that's, that's yeah. a decision that he has I see to what make. You're saying. The I more, see what the you're, there's, a, there's, there's an inherent risk, but like, if you take, if you, if, if you take the inherent risk out, Pereira's a significantly big favorite, in my opinion, he's a freak athlete, man. 28 years old, well-rounded. I, I'm a big fan of Pereira. He's got. A, he's huge too. That's the other thing. He's ginormous. Uh, putting this one on ice. Your Fuck. favorites minus one twenty. Pereira. There you go. Yeah, and and that'll get higher. What did it open at, Coves? It opened actually minus one forty. Salikov. Whoa. I see. I like Vegas here. I think. Whoa. I think we've got an opportunity to play some value. Wow, I need to tape it that, but that shocks me, dude. See, sharp action, though, coming in on that Pereira early. Maybe not even. Maybe it's all public. We'll see. Um, Tough to judge, actually, though, with the way that, like, we're having this break in action in the UFC, whether it's public or whether it's sharp action. What's so weird, too, is you just – you saw three fights in a row where Danny and I were the exact opposite. Yeah, never see that. Chuk Pereira, they were all minor favorites, but still, wow. Well, this year is kicking off exactly how I expected it. I, you know, I, I let's too much excitement. Let's, let's not shortchange the listeners. Yeah, let's no shortchanging. Main event here too. We've got a featherweight bout, highly anticipated Giga Chikadze and Calvin Cater. Um, I guess Reese, you can kick things off. So here's the one thing that bothers me about this fight is I think people after the Holloway fight have just soured on Cater. Like I hear no buzz around Cater anymore. I I feel like people are like, have just instantly soured on Cater on the flip side in Giga's camp. You're talking about a guy who like was struggling in the beginning, a split decision win over Jamal Emmers, a split decision win over Brandon Davis, like close tough fights. And all of a sudden goes on a little bit of a run with Omar Morales, Cub Swanson, Edson Barbosa. Now people are talking about him as like significant title contention. I think that this line is going to be way closer to Giga than it should be. I like Cater here. Um, but it's just the, the, it's just the, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, the, I'm just going to make it dumb it down, but the feeling around each fighter seemingly has just went in opposite trajectories. Calvin Cater's talked about after getting dominated by Holloway way differently than gig is getting talked about after beating Bar- Edson. Dan, this might shock you or it might not. I don't know. I actually am going to have Giga as the slight favorite here. Um, but slight, uh, I'm going to go Giga minus 135 Calvin plus 115. I've got Giga as a pretty sizable favorite. I don't know if that's going to shock you. That is sizable over Calvin. Sizable. Yes, sir. Very uh, I don't know if listeners are going to remember. I've said it a couple times. The biggest bet of my life still to this day was to beat Magomed Sharipov over Calvin Cater. I because think it was that, three rounds. Obviously, it was three rounds. 
I think that Calvin is a more one-dimensional striker than a lot of fighters that we've seen break through to the highest level. And I think that Giga is as good of a striker as we've seen at Bantamweight. I think that he's going to light Calvin up. I think I'm comfortable betting it at around 180. I'm going to go 190. Oh, my God. Not even high enough. Oh, Giga my God. minus 230 right now. Geez, that's higher than I'm comfortable with. But Oh, my God. I am just completely, clearly off base. This one opened up a long time. Wow. This one opened up end of October at minus 155, Giga. Jesus. I, I'm lost for words. 155, Giga, fine. I bet 155 giga. giga. I got to be honest. 230 giga, ridiculous. I don't absolutely, bet. Absolutely absurd. Well, that's it for the first set. I'm kind of mad episode. we did that because now I just have a sour taste in my mouth after win. I won, but I won, like bitch. I won, but <laughs> I'm I sour over here. I won, but being 100 points off a line just makes me feel like a loser. <laughs> Well, it wasn't enough to take away the dub, so you still got that going for you. Which and that's is really nice. all that matters. 1-0 to start 2022, and we're not even in 2022 yet. Look at that, man. 2022 is going to be my year. I can already tell. Well, with that, let's uh, let's close things up here. Short and sweet. Set the spread for Calvin Tater to Chicago. They reach. You want to close it up? I do. I want nothing more. Poha! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.